0: Billion dollar coronavirus relief package, the first new aid since April. The measure is part of a 2.3 trillion dollar package that includes 1.4 trillion to fund the government. It's one of the largest relief packages in U.S. history. The legislation includes a $300 per week federal unemployment assistance for 11 weeks, a round of $600 stimulus checks for people who earn up to $75,000 with another $600 per child more money for schools and hospitals, and an extension of an eviction moratorium. It also includes $284 billion for another round of small business aid through the Paycheck Protection Program, and money to purchase and distribute vaccines. We'll have more on the COVID relief bill after headlines. United States recorded more than 200,000 new coronavirus cases and nearly 2,000 COVID-19 deaths Monday. U.S. hospitalizations hit another world record high, topping 115,000, and 16 states recorded a record number of new deaths. The virus is ravaging hospitals in Southern California and the San Joaquin Valley, where some intensive care units are filled to capacity. As the TSA says it screened more than a million passengers per day at U.S. airports over the weekend, the largest travel surge since the pandemic began, as Americans shrugged off the desperate pleas of health officials to halt holiday travel to slow the spread of the virus. On Monday, the first doses of Moderna's newly approved COVID-19 vaccine arrived at medical centers around the U.S. One of the first to receive the vaccine was 44-year-old Arlene Ramirez a nurse from Queens, New York, who became ill with COVID-19 in March and lost her father to the disease.
1: As a healthcare worker, seeing what we saw, people clinging on to life, death after death, having endured all at the same time, illness of my father-in-law, being severely ill myself, 36 days of my father being in the intensive care unit here, This vaccine is hope. It's hope that we will cease this pandemic. It's hope that we will live a better life.
0: President-elect Joe Biden received an injection of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine in a televised event Monday, urging Americans to line up for their shots when the vaccine becomes available to them. Meanwhile, the Vatican has told Catholics around the world it's morally acceptable to receive COVID-19 vaccines that were developed using cell lines from aborted fetuses. Mm. South Carolina Congressmember James Clyburn has ordered Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar and CDC Director Robert Redfield to turn over documents to Congress by December 30th. Clyburn says an investigation by the select subcommittee on the coronavirus crisis found White House political interference hindered the U.S. response to the COVID-19 pandemic far more extensively than previously known. The United Kingdom has become increasingly cut off from the outside world. Since Prime Minister Boris Johnson said a new variant of coronavirus sweeping his country was 70% more contagious. More than 40 countries have temporarily suspended summer all travel from the UK, and British grocery stores are warning of food shortages as delivery trucks pile up on the French side of the Channel Tunnel, separating Britain from the European continent. Some observers have compared the crisis to what the UK may face if a no-deal Brexit is allowed to proceed after the new year. Researchers say it's not clear whether the new coronavirus variant is in fact more contagious and that it may have been detected because of Britain's extensive monitoring system. We'll have more on this later in the broadcast. Outgoing Attorney General William Barr split with the president again on Monday, saying there was no need to appoint a special counsel to look into alleged voter fraud in the November election or to investigate Hunter Biden, the son of the president-elect. Barr also dismissed Trump's proposal for the Department of Homeland Security seizing voting machines. Barr made the comments in his final news conference as attorney general. On Monday, Trump and Vice President Mike Pence held a private meeting with a group of Republican lawmakers, including Congressman Mo Brooks of Alabama, to discuss ways to overturn the Electoral College results in January. The conspiracy theorist lawyer Sidney Powell was also back at the White House for her third visit in four days. Meanwhile, televangelist Pat Robertson has urged President Trump to retire, saying he believes Joe Biden won the election. The
2: president still, in an alternate reality he really does people say well he lies about this that and the other but no he isn't lying to him that's the truth he is very erratic and he uh, he's fired people and he's fought people and he's insulted people and he keeps going down the line so it's it's a mixed bag and I think it,
0: it would be well to say uh, you've had your day and uh, it's time to move on Robertson represents millions of evangelicals around the country, some of the strongest of the base of President Trump. President elect Joe Biden is set to nominate Connecticut Public Schools Commissioner Miguel Cardona as the next Secretary of Education. That's according to the Washington Post, which reports the decision is not yet final. Cardona is Puerto Rican, grew up in public housing. His career in education began as a fourth-grade teacher. He became Connecticut's youngest school principal at age 28. During the pandemic, Cardona has advanced, advocated for the reopening of schools, although only about one-third of Connecticut's public school students are currently able to attend in-person classes. He's pushed for using federal aid to buy personal protective equipment for teachers and classrooms. His administration has also allocated federal funds to purchase laptops and Internet access for students who remain at home. In immigration news, an undocumented couple from Jamaica has moved out of a Philadelphia church after living there in sanctuary for over two years to avoid deportation. Oneida and Clive Thompson walked out of the church Monday morning as community supporters cheered them on with applause and the sound of bells and whistles as they celebrated news the federal government has killed their deportation order. The couple has seven children, three of whom are U.S. citizens. The Thompsons fled Jamaica 15 years ago after a gang burned down their farm and threatened to kill them. The family is now allowed to seek permanent residency in the United States. In New Jersey, protests outside Bergen County Jail continue, demanding the release of immigrant prisoners during the pandemic. This is one of the prisoners speaking through the phone to a crowd of protesters Sunday.
3: We all want to go home to our families. Nobody wants to stay in jail anymore. We are not inmates or prisoners. We are detainees.
1: We want to go home. Everybody wants to go home.
0: This comes as advocates are denouncing ICE's violent retaliation against a group of prisoners who led a hunger strike for over one month at Bergen County Jail. The strike was broken up last week after at least five men were transferred to other jails, and one of them was deported to Mexico, according to advocates. Another one of the former hunger strikers, a father from Guatemala, was released from Bergen County Monday with an ankle monitor. A lawsuit filed today by Republican Attorneys General in nine states is asking a federal judge in Texas to declare the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program unlawful. The lawsuit comes just two weeks after another federal court ordered the Trump administration to fully and immediately restore the program, known as DACA, in its original form. Since it was passed in 2012, DACA's granted protection from deportation and a work permit to at least 700,000 undocumented people who were brought to the United States as children. Reuters reports the incoming Biden administration is considering a plan that would grant temporary protected status to more than one million immigrants from Guatemala and Honduras after Hurricanes Eta and Iota battered Central America in November. A decision is expected after Biden's inauguration on January 20th. Congress has approved a bipartisan bill that would expand critical funding to help identify human remains of asylum seekers and migrants who have died in remote areas of the border while crossing into the United States. The legislation also asks for additional 911 rescue beacons to be deployed in border regions where people often go missing. Thousands of human remains have been found across the US-Mexico border since the US government began enforcing its immigration, quote, prevention through deterrence policy, unquote. The practice pushed asylum seekers and migrants to cross through remote and deadly routes. To see our coverage of that area, go to democracynow.org. In Mexico, the former governor of Jalisco State, Aristoteles Sandoval, was shot dead Friday in one of the highest-profile assassinations Mexico has seen amidst an ongoing spate of violence in recent years. Sandoval was gunned down in a Puerto Vallarta restaurant restroom. The perpetrators have not been identified, but security experts say it could be members of the Jalisco cartel. As of November, over 31,000 murders have been recorded in Mexico in 2020. In Oregon, a group of far right protesters stormed the Statehouse Monday to disrupt a special legislative session. Some of the protesters forced their way into the Statehouse, which was closed to the public due to the pandemic. They attacked security officers with chemical sprays and assaulted a number of journalists. Four people were arrested. The demonstrators were calling for an end to public health restrictions aimed to slow the spread of COVID. Participants included members of the far-right group, Patriot Prayer. And a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee has been removed from the U.S. Capitol. The statue represented Virginia in the National Statuary Hall collection. The state of Virginia plans to replace it with a statue of civil rights pioneer Barbara Johns. In 1951, the 16-year-old Johns organized a student walkout uh, to protest segregated schools in Virginia. She was also involved in a lawsuit that became part of the landmark Brown v. Board of Education case. And those are some of the headlines. This is Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, The Quarantine Report. I'm Amy Goodman in New York, joined by my co-host Juan González, in new friends with New Jersey. Hi, Juan.
4: Hi,
5: Amy, and welcome to all of our listeners and viewers across the country and around the world. Tonight, health officials sounding the alarm is the new strain of the coronavirus already here in the
6: U.S. With Christmas travel in full swing, flights still being allowed into the U.S. from the U.K., where that highly contagious mutant strain has forced a lockdown. President-elect Joe Biden considering mandatory quarantine for U.K. travelers and the CEO of the company that invented the Pfizer vaccine on whether it will work on the new strain. Dr. Anthony Fauci receiving the vaccine on live TV, his new message, and Health Secretary Alex Azar on how long you may have to wait. President-elect Biden's year-end address, his warning, the darkest days of the pandemic are still ahead slamming President Trump, saying he failed to protect the U.S. from that suspected Russian cyber attack. The Department of Justice suing Walmart, alleging it helped fuel the opioid crisis. The unarmed black man killed by police, the officer only turning on his body cam after the fact. And what has now happened? And after beating the odds, a miracle baby finally headed home for the
3: holidays. This is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt.
6: Good evening, everyone. Public health officials are pleading with Americans to forego holiday travel and get-togethers in order to slow the spread of coronavirus. But adding to the domestic worries that brought a post-Thanksgiving wave of cases, tonight there are heightened concerns about flights coming here from the U.K., where a mutated strain of the coronavirus has forced that country into lockdown and raised alarm here and around the world. Miguel Almaguer has details.
3: Tonight, flight after flight from the U.K. continued to touch down at JFK. Hundreds of travelers arriving from London, where a highly contagious mutation of the coronavirus is spreading like wildfire. As some 40 countries put a stop to the arrival of similar flights, the president-elect waited
2: today. One of the things I'm waiting to get a response from my COVID team is whether or not we should require testing before they get on an aircraft to fly home, number one. number two, when they get home, should they quarantine? New York's
3: governor, who insists all U.K. travelers be screened and isolated if necessary, says state hospitals need to immediately begin testing for the new viral variant. This is about time and urgency, and this would be urgent. The heightened concern comes amid a new deadly surge in COVID cases here at home and a national spike in travel. There's a... Very important to be home with your family during the holidays. But there will be no holiday from the heartbreak seen by frontline workers. California on pace to hit a total of 2 million COVID cases as early as tomorrow.
1: Today, our hospitals continue to be under siege and under immense
3: pressure. With ICUs already exceeding capacity, frontline workers and twins, Michelle and Cindy Reconati, were both infected with the virus, but Michelle never recovered. She always tried her best to make every single person she ever met happy. She was an amazing woman. She was the best mom. Despite the elevated risk to all, more than three million took to the air in just three days. It was a tough decision. Um, for me, it, I haven't seen my family since last year. For many Americans, the decisions were not easy, and now doctors hope the consequences are not dire. Tonight, those who must fly are urged to check COVID testing requirements for the states they're traveling into. Lester?
6: All right, thank you. The CEO of
3: Pfizer's German partner
6: said today he is confident the vaccine is effective against the new strain that has much of the U.K. on lockdown. It's encouraging news as one of Britain's top medical advisors warned the new strain is likely already here in the U.S. He spoke to our Richard
7: Engel. A year into the pandemic, the coronavirus is showing its power as a shapeshifter. But today, the CEO of BioNTech, the inventor of the Pfizer vaccine, said the vaccine could be adjusted for mutations.
1: In principle, technically, it is possible to make a new vaccine, uh, mimicking the new strains within a few weeks.
7: British virologists estimate the new viral strain is 40 to 50 percent more contagious. Sir Jeremy Farrar is one of the British government's top medical advisors. Do you believe this variant is now already all over the world, including in the United States? I would be surprised if there weren't already, I'm afraid, cases in the United States. And this isn't the only variant. As the pressure on the virus grows with natural infection and vaccinations now, we will see evolution in the virus and it will change. The United Kingdom is a quarantine island, but at least tonight, Hundreds of trucks stranded here will be allowed to cross to mainland Europe if drivers prove a negative COVID result. Virologists say this mutation is a wake-up call, dangerous but treatable. The next one may not be, so people can't let their guard down. Lester. Richard,
6: thank you. Here in the U.S., Dr. Anthony Fauci and some of the nation's other top health officials came before the cameras today to receive their COVID vaccinations. Here's Tom Costello. Among the most
5: trusted voices in the pandemic, Dr. Anthony Fauci rolled up his sleeve today just two days before he turns 80.
2: As a symbol to the rest of the country that I feel extreme confidence in the
5: safety and the efficacy of this vaccine. Dr. Fauci received the Moderna vaccine produced in collaboration with the NIH.
7: What we're seeing now is the
5: culmination of years of research which have led to a phenomenon that has truly been unprecedented. Also receiving their vaccinations, NIH Director Dr. Francis Collins and HHS Secretary Alex Azar. Nationwide, more frontline medical workers and nursing home residents were also lining up. In Clearwater, Florida, ICU nurse Vera Crick.
3: I um, had to weigh my risk between getting coronavirus or taking this vaccine, and this is a no-brainer.
5: With doses rolling out nationwide, more Americans are willing to get vaccinated. A new USA Today Suffolk poll finds 46% will take the vaccine as soon as they can, up from 26% in late October. 32% now say they'll wait for others to go first, while 20% say they won't get vaccinated. Tonight, the HHS secretary on when the vaccine will be widely available. Mr. Secretary, what is the latest guidance on when the general public will be able to get vaccinated.
8: We believe that we will have enough vaccine for every American who wants to be vaccinated by the second quarter, second quarter of next year.
5: Also tonight, the New York Times and CNBC are reporting that Pfizer and the Trump administration are nearing a deal for another 100 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine in exchange for priority access to raw materials.
6: Lester. All right, Tom Costello tonight, thanks. The CDC has said that health care workers and nursing home residents should get the vaccine first. But a number of members of Congress are facing some backlash after apparently moving to the front of the line. We get more from Garrett Hake. Tonight, a growing backlash as
8: rank-and-file lawmakers begin to receive the scarce coronavirus vaccine. Are they cutting the line ahead of frontline workers and the most vulnerable? Iowa Senator Joni Ernst, who in September floated a conspiracy theory that doctors were inflating virus death tolls for money, drew online mockery for tweeting about her vaccination Sunday. She declined to comment to NBC News. Every one of those vials that is being used for a congressman and senator that has been doing nothing, that hasn't been on the front lines, is another vial of vaccine that isn't going to a nurse. Former CDC Director Tom Frieden agrees.
3: Residents of nursing homes, staff
5: of nursing homes, and frontline health care workers be at, the front of the line.
8: at 80 years old and second in line for the presidency, few question whether Speaker Nancy Pelosi qualified as essential for continuity of government. So too, 78 year old Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Kentucky Senator Rand Paul arguing on Twitter that younger, healthier members That's it. like Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, vaccinated last week, should be among the last, not first, to get a shot. I
1: don't want to ask my to take a vaccine.
8: More than 40 members of Congress have tested positive for the virus, increasing the sense of urgency among other members to
9: protect themselves here.
0: I also took this vaccine, frankly, because some of my colleagues have
9: become
6: super spreaders.
8: Now, at least 100 lawmakers have received their first vaccine
6: doses. Garrett Haig, NBC News, the Capitol. President-elect Joe Biden gave a year-end address today with a stark new warning about the pandemic and accusing President Trump failing to protect the U.S. from that massive, suspected Russian cyber attack. Here's Jeff Bennett. Tonight, President-elect Joe Biden delivering a
10: fresh warning about the coronavirus crisis.
2: Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us, not behind us.
10: Biden calling the $900 billion in coronavirus relief just passed by Congress a down
2: payment on a bigger bill. But Congress did its job this week. I can and I must ask them to do it again next
10: year. The president-elect calling for more funding to help firefighters, police, and nurses, and to expand COVID testing, plus a third round of stimulus checks to Americans. Biden also blasting President Trump over the suspected Russian hack of U.S. government agencies.
2: This assault happened on Donald Trump's
10: watch
5: when he wasn't watching. The rest assured... But even if he does
10: not take it seriously, I will. Meantime, President Trump late Tuesday now demanding changes to the coronavirus relief bill and issuing pardons to 15 people, including two former associates convicted as part of Robert Mueller's Russia investigation, four former Blackwater contractors who were convicted of killing unarmed Iraqi civilians in 2007, and multiple former Republican congressmen, including Duncan Hunter of California, ...pleaded guilty to misusing campaign funds. Jeff Bennett, NBC News, the White House.
6: Walmart has been hit with a lawsuit by the Justice Department alleging the retail giant helped fuel the opioid crisis by filling thousands of invalid prescriptions at its in-store pharmacies. Walmart has disputed the allegations and said the Justice Department's investigation was, quote, tainted by historical ethics violations. There are tensions and questions in Columbus, Ohio after a black man holding a cell phone was killed by police overnight. The mayor says the officer did not turn on the body cam until after the shooting, but an automatic look-back feature did capture video of the incident. The mayor says the officer has been relieved of duty pending an investigation. Neither the man nor the officer have been identified. More than three years after the Trump administration began separating migrant families at the border, an all-out effort is underway to track them down to treat what doctors say is irreversible trauma. Jacob Soboroff with an inside look at a vital mission.
7: The team inside this California bungalow has a seemingly impossible task. When you hear people talk about the search for separated families, this is one of the places where that search starts?
0: Absolutely, yeah. Our job is to find the families that were affected by this policy.
7: Melissa Sanchez Tith works with Seneca Family of Agencies, a nonprofit providing mental health care to migrant families reunited after being separated by the Trump administration. That is, if they can find them. The U.S. government handed over a bunch of data to you all, and that data, what, is sitting on on your computer right now actually yes but much of that that data wasn't current and for some families the government had no contact information at all just one reason parents of 628 separated kids are still unaccounted for
0: just gonna log on
7: here so you guys are literally going through one by one one by one yes called sponsor number and spoke with someone it wasn't the correct family correct i searched for class number on white pages didn't find any information You guys basically are detectives in a way. (laughs) Exactly, that's the scope of the job. Another reason families have remained missing is politics. In 2019, the White House rejected a deal to fund Seneca's work-connecting families, which a judge later ordered. Today, Seneca's treating around 250 families. Tiff introduced us to a father and son from El Salvador who were separated for over a month in 2018 and are now in therapy for their trauma. In the two years since you got back together with your dad, how have you been feeling? I was happy, but at the same time, nervous and scared. I still had the feeling a separation could happen again. What would you say to other families who maybe are scared to pick up the phone when Seneca calls? To really not be scared. I know a lot of us get nervous answering the phone and providing information, but I'm a real-life example that this really helps, and all they want to do is help us. As families like this one receive treatment, the search for hundreds of others continues. Jacob Soboroff, NBC News, Los Angeles. In just 60 seconds, what you should do with your money now
6: to help you in 2021. 2020 was tough on a lot of Americans' financial health. health with hopefully better times on the way, Joe Ken shows us how to start the new year off with a strong financial footing in tonight's The Price You Pay.
11: With more than 20 million people on unemployment the pandemic has wreaked havoc on the personal finances of so many if you have gone through your savings you're struggling it's all about getting to an essentials only budget and really spending intentionally experts advise get back to basics with meal planning and cutting back on tv subscriptions for example renegotiate debt and perhaps pause retirement savings for now If you're looking at various kinds of debt, credit card debt, student loan debt, perhaps a mortgage, how do you prioritize what should go first? Yeah, what you want to do is go with the highest interest rate debt first and pay that down. That typically is credit card debt. For the luckier ones, the personal savings rate has spiked to 14%, nearly double pre-pandemic levels. Experts recommend those who can should automatically put away money from each paycheck into savings for at least six months of emergency money and invest in companies and causes you care about. For all of us, but I might say particularly for women, to begin investing some portion out of every paycheck in a diversified investment portfolio that has the opportunity to grow, those things really build up financial security over time. Setting yourself up for a stronger 2021. Jolene Kent, NBC News.
6: Up next with fewer interactions, colder weather and shorter days, how to cope this winter. As many as two in five Americans struggle with psychological issues caused by the pandemic, according to the CDC. And with winter here, coping can even be more challenging. Kate Snow with tonight's America Under Pressure. Say,
9: my mom makes lemon muffins. Diana Rose Becker appreciates that she still has a job as a speech-language pathologist in Atlanta, but her life right now is not what she planned. Single in a one-bedroom apartment, she's isolated. How would you define your mental health through August? Really anxious, and I think part of that comes from trying to guess what will be next. Her entire family is in New York. and It's hard to be the one who's not there. I hear your voice shaking. Yeah, that's, that's the hardest part. I'm missing out on all of this, and it doesn't feel like my choice. The cumulative effect. of all that isolation is really going to start showing up in the mental health of folks in this country. Psychiatrist Brandi Jackson says feeling anxious is understandable. A good diet, exercise, sleep, and hydration will help. She also recommends meditation apps and teletherapy.
1: If you're on the fence about therapy, if you're
9: saying, well, I might not be bad enough to go and talk to someone, I would urge you to take that leap apa.org has a psychologist locator by zip code so does psychology today and medicare.gov lower income americans can check their state's medicaid plan and seeing a licensed clinical social worker like diana is doing can be more cost effective help and then i did the most ridiculous thing of all which is get a dog (laughs) not ridiculous says dr jackson there's actually really good data for pets and how they can help our blood pressure and help us with our mood she just got a new companion too kate snow NBC news
6: when we come back a big christmas miracle and a very small package christmas miracles come in all sizes and shapes tonight one chicago family is celebrating a tiny wonder that is a huge gift rhema ellis has the story
1: Today, after six months in a neonatal intensive care unit, It's a big day. Jeffrey and Jasmine Aaron are finally leaving the hospital with their baby, just in time for Christmas. Is she a miracle baby? Oh, yes. And she surprised everyone. Surprised because Ellie Mae was the smallest baby ever nursed to health at Rush University Medical Center in Chicago. She's been a fighter through it all, too. And she had to be she and her twin sister savannah were born premature but ellie mae was incredibly tiny weighing only 13 and a half ounces so little so frail she could fit in the palm of your hand this little baby challenged modern medicine didn't she? there was several times
0: where you know they said call the parents in let let mom and dad hold this is this is going to be the end and every single time she pulled through every single time so Vienna, your know,
1: sissy's coming home with us. Christmas will n- now be a holiday that we can forever cherish because of her. Starting life so small and beating the odds. Rahima Ellis, NBC News.
6: Sending our best to the Errands and Ellie May. That is nightly news for this Tuesday. Thank you for watching, everyone. I'm Lester Holt. Please take care of yourself and each other. Good night.
4: After pardoning 15 people today, Donald Trump almost immediately released a pre-recorded statement critical of the bill that Congress passed yesterday, and he said that he won't sign it because, among other things, the stimulus checks are
2: too small. Here's the full recording of Trump's statement. I'll play it, then I'll give you my thoughts. Throughout the summer, Democrats cruelly blocked COVID relief legislation in an effort to advance their extreme left-wing agenda and influence the election. Then, a few months ago... Congress started negotiations on a new package to get urgently needed help to the American people. It's taken forever. However, the bill they are now planning to send back to my desk is much different than anticipated. It really is a disgrace. For example, among the more than 5,000 pages in this bill, which nobody in Congress has read because of its length and complexity, it's called the COVID relief bill, But it has almost nothing to do with COVID. This bill contains $85.5 million for assistance to Cambodia, $134 million to Burma, $1.3 billion for Egypt and the Egyptian military, which will go out and buy almost exclusively Russian military equipment, $25 million for democracy and gender programs in Pakistan, 505 million dollars to belize costa rica el salvador guatemala honduras nicaragua and panama 40 million dollars for the kennedy center in washington dc which is not even open for business 1 billion dollars for the smithsonian and an additional 154 million dollars for the national gallery of art likewise these facilities are essentially not open. $7 million for reef fish management, $25 million to combat Asian carp, $2.5 million to count the number of amberjack fish in the Gulf of Mexico, a provision to promote the breeding of fish in federal hatcheries, $3 million in poultry production technology, $2 million to research the impact of down trees, $566 million for construction projects at the FBI. The bill also allows stimulus checks for the family members of illegal aliens, allowing them to get up to $1,800 each. This is far more than the Americans are given. Despite all of this wasteful spending and much more, The $900 billion package provides hardworking taxpayers with only $600 each in relief payments. And not enough money is given to small businesses and in particular restaurants whose owners have suffered so grievously they were only given a deduction for others to use in business their restaurant for two years. This two-year period must be withdrawn which will allow the owners to obtain financing and get their restaurants back in condition. Congress can terminate it at a much later date, but two years is not acceptable. It's not enough. Congress found plenty of money for foreign countries, lobbyists, and special interests while sending the bare minimum to the American people who need it. It wasn't their fault. It was China's fault, not their fault. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. I'm also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from this legislation and to send me a suitable bill or else the next administration will have to deliver a COVID relief package and maybe that administration will be me. We will get it done. Thank you very much.
3: Were you recently injured in a car accident? Look at this check for 160... 160- so Trump said that the bill contains assistance
4: to all these countries, Cambodia, Burma, Egypt, Pakistan, various Central American countries. He says it has money for the Kennedy Center, the Smithsonian, National Gallery of Art, and other forms of what he believes to be wasteful spending. He said the stimulus checks are too small. There's too little money for small businesses and especially restaurants. So he said he's asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. He's also asking Congress to get rid of all what he believes to be wasteful items that he feels are in this, or else the next administration will have to deliver a COVID relief package, and hey, maybe the next administration will be him. Now, it's a little misleading, though. Right, because a lot of the wasteful spending he's talking about is part of the appropriations part of this, right? Not the stimulus part, right? We fund these things every year, so that was honestly misleading. He also talked about $1,800 to families of undocumented folks. What he's doing is he's multiplying 600 by three, right? That's the same 600 that everybody gets, except in the mixed family scenario, the mixed-status family scenario, the one without the social doesn't get it, right? So you know, uh, let's say one parent has a social, one doesn't, two kids, one, two, three, right? $1,800 bucks there, three times six. Um, so it looks like this is kind of a ploy that Trump thinks might help overturn the election. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to keep in mind the Georgia runoff's here, too. I think he's trying to position Republicans here as the party that wants to give us big stimulus checks, when in reality, Trump is like the only Republican who wants to give us big stimulus checks. So what will Congress do? We don't know. right? Trump didn't say the V word. He didn't say veto. But we know that Mitch McConnell announced this morning that he will call the Senate back to Washington on December 29th, to respond to uh, trump's veto on the defense authorization act right we also know that congress at both houses passed the stimulus slash omnibus bill yesterday with a veto proof majority it was overwhelming right to override a presidential veto you'd have to get two-thirds majority in both houses way more than two-thirds passed their coronavirus stimulus bill yesterday so if trump does veto this i think congress will override it right if he just doesn't sign it pocket veto well congress may have to deal with that by kissing their holiday goodbye right <laughs> Um, but one thing I do know, I just know that Donald Trump just made everyone in Congress hate him, okay? Uh, I, personally, I don't think that we're going to see $2,000 to $4,000 stimulus checks out of this, okay? I just don't. I think Trump just made everyone in Congress uh, really hate him. We will have to see <laughs> how Congress responds. This is a developing story. Uh, one thing I do know is that $600 stimulus checks hmm, probably delayed now, right? Mnuchin said early, la- uh, early, last, early sorry, early next week. Well, that's assuming that Trump was going to sign this thing, and I think it's ridiculous uh, that that Mnuchin could go on the air yesterday, right, and say, "Yeah, uh, the $600 stimulus checks will arrive early next week," while the president that he works for uh, makes this statement today, right? Uh, Mnuchin it makes it makes it makes it look like there's no communication there, and that no one knows what the heck is going on. So um, it looks like those stimulus checks will be delayed, right, unless Trump changes his mind on this, which I think he will at least in the short term um but yeah let me know what you think what do you think about trump's statement what do you think about the situation folks it's it's pretty wild and not just the stimulus checks right unemployment states aren't going to get their their systems up right to to do with the new, the new unemployment uh, you know the rental relief the eviction moratorium um but you, you know the government funding though right because trump did sign the seven-day uh, continuing resolution this morning, right, so he is almost a week, right, so the Congress, is, uh, the government is still funded, uh, right, until next week, so uh, that he did sign, okay, but the but the omnibus, right, to fund the government through the rest of the fiscal year, and the stimulus, uh, he did not sign, so uh, this is crazy folks, uh, thank you for watching, and I'll see you in the next video, bye